Tough love. Man, what, what is tough love? Uh, wh- how do you apply tough love? When? When do you apply tough love? Is tough love always necessary? And does it really work? Today's episode, we're going to finish out our love month talking about tough love. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everyone welcome excuse me i had to clear my throat welcome to background check podcast I'm your host, J. Dan Gum, and as always, we're brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. we got some great things happening at Forgiven Felons, so please uh, visit our website, ForgivenFelons.org. You can see how we got started. You can see a picture of my family. You can see uh, the Resource Center, where we're headed now. Uh, very exciting things going on about the Resource Center. Oh, my goodness. I just had a meeting this past week with a uh, with Kingdom Legacy Company, and they are a realtor, broker, land developer. Just some exciting things I got to talk about to um, with Farrell Fellows. She's the uh, the CEO of Kingdom Legacy, and it's really it was really good conversation. And we we even looked at some apartment buildings. We looked at some land for the resource center. So I'm excited. I cannot wait. Um, it's it's incredible. Now, when you go to the website and you see our future plans, our current plans, uh, when you look at that picture, just know that that was just a copy and paste uh, thing I did with some free software. That's nothing what it's going to look like, uh, although we are going to have office, classroom, conference room, and warehouse space. Uh, that's not exactly what it's going to look like, but we're excited. I am, I've never been more excited than I am right now for the, the, the current future plans we have for forgiven felons, because we're going to be able to help so many more people than just the the people in our house. We're going to be able to partner with more people, uh, add volunteers. We're going to be able to just—it's going to be an incredible time for forgiven felons. So we're we're really excited about that. So keep us in your prayers, though. Uh, partnering with other organizations and, and collaborating uh, is is always scary and it's challenging, but it's—I believe that's what the kingdom of God is all about. So we're excited uh, to also be partnering and working together with the Wayback. We're gonna we're working with the Wayback, which is a reentry program. I think they were on episode, gosh, early, early seventeen, maybe I don't know, I don't remember, but uh, with T. Ray and Katie. So we're gonna be collaborating with them, and we're just gonna explode with the amount of impact we can have. We're gonna we're gonna redo. We're gonna reset. We're gonna. Set the bar higher for reentry, and uh, people are going to be able to come out and reenter with much more success than they are even having now. So uh, we're we're finishing out Love Month. February is Love Month. It's also Black History Month. 
we did have a, a couple scheduled to come on this episode, and uh, it just it, it couldn't happen. So schedules uh, schedules couldn't correlate, and but that's okay. We're gonna it gives me the opportunity to talk about a topic that has to do with love, but a lot of people don't like to talk about it. They don't like to experience it. <laughs> they don't like to give it. They don't like to receive it. And that topic is tough love. I mean, first of all, what is tough love? It, it can be defined in many different ways. Um, usually, it's usually equated with some sort of discipline, uh, but there's also a lot more to it than just discipline. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, the verse where it says, uh, God, God disciplines those he loves. And so we know that that is, a, discipline is a form of tough love. And so, but there's a lot more to it. There's, I mean, there's usually a sacrifice involved uh, in, in tough love. There's usually a, a loss for more than one person in tough love. So I'm just, I, I mean, I just started writing down a bunch of notes and, and we're just going to go through it. Um, you know, tough love looks different in every stage of life for everybody. It really does. Tough love for my my daughters who are nine and seven. Tough love looks different than it did at three and five. Tough love looks different with them than it does with this little puppy that we just got named Snowman. Tough love for Snowman. You know, man, it's, it's just, it's hard to tough love a dog. It's not hard to tough love a dog, but it is hard to tough love a dog. But in uh, tough love looks different in different scenarios of life. Uh, tough love is shown differently in parenting than it is in maybe a, a marriage. You know, I'm not going to tough love my wife or she's not going to tough love me the same way we tough love our daughters. I'm not going to tough love uh, the guys at our, our transitional house the same way I'm going to tough love my wife. So tough love, it looks different in every stage of life. It, um, so if you think that you can show tough love the same way at the beginning of a relationship or friendship or whatever, uh, that you can, as you can at the end of that or towards, you know, when it's been established, uh, it's, it's just not true. It's just not true. Um, what's the difference between, uh, or what's the, I guess, what's the opposite What's the opposite of tough love? I, I would say if I had to think of an antonym for tough love, it would be uh, enabling. The opposite of tough love is enabling. There's a thin line between loving someone and enabling them. And uh, I get that question a lot. You know, I get that question a lot from, from uh, usually it has to do with parents and their grown kids. And they're, they're wanting to know, you know, how can I help change my grown kid's mind about the way he lives? And I'm like, well, you know, and I'll say, tell me about y'all's relationship. And usually in the story, there'll be some, some sort of uh, exchange of money, exchange of, of, of items from the parent to the grown kid. And the grown, the grown kid's manipulation is what gets all of this done. But the parent thinks that they're loving 
their grown kid by doing that. And they're not. They're really enabling and giving into manipulation. Um, so it's, t- it's tough, though. I mean, I'm a parent of a nine-year-old. The manipulation is very simple and very, very easy to overcome and identify. And, you know, but when they get older, it's tougher to identify the manipulation. You know, I have a a niece. I have a niece. God bless her. I know one day she's going to give her life to the Lord. I know one day she's going to turn around, but she, she still asks for money from me. And, uh, I gave it to her one time just because I thought I'd be nice and I felt like the Lord was telling me to. But then what that did, what that did for somebody who's not wanting to live for the Lord, somebody who wants to manipulate, that opened a door. And now she asks me, even after I said I'm not going to give you any more money, she still asks me for more money at 3 a.m., you know, through text, wants me to cash app her, wants me to chime it, whatever. And that's when you know that you would be enabling in that sense. You got to know who you're dealing with. And, you know, you're not going to always, you think you're showing love by, by giving in a certain situation, but it could, it could be that you're enabling them to, to remain in the, in the uh, condition that they're in. What I like to tell parents is like, if, if somebody comes home, if somebody asks for money, asks for this, asks for that, and they're not coming to you saying, hey, I am sorry, how can I, how can I make it right, all these things, that I, all the trouble I put you through, that is the difference between somebody who has turned their life around and coming home for good and somebody who just is trying to manipulate you. And then also, if you do say no, if you have that tough love and you do say no, um, their response will dictate their true motives. If they get mad and they start trying to guilt trip you and they start trying to say, well, what kind of parent are you? Or what kind of, uh, my niece said, I've, that's okay, I've got other uncles. And, and she said that full well knowing that I know her other uncles aren't going to give her money. But it was just part of her manipulation and, you know, again, I love my niece. She's going to come back to the Lord one day, and I believe it, and I text her that. Every time she asks for money, I text her that, that she, God's got a plan for her life and that, uh, that one day she's going to be serving Him. Tough love is, is um, it's, not, it's not always what we think it is. It's not always what we think it should be. Um, there's got to be, you got to know when to apply tough love. You know, the, the timing of tough love is is uh, is very critical, I believe, you know. And if if you apply tough love in the wrong way at the wrong time, it could do more damage, even though it looks like it might do some damage in the beginning. Initially, tough love is going to, with somebody who doesn't have the right motives, tough love is going to tick them off. It's going to make them mad. It's going to trigger them, and they're going to get all belligerent, and they're going to get all... But if they have the right heart, they will get... And they understand why you're showing that tough love that could also be the catalyst to turn to help turn them around, to help open their eyes. And so, you know, how do you... When do you apply it? You know, I know there's... If... if if the things you're doing already that could 
possibly be enabling, if they are ruining your family life, your home life, if they are deteriorating, you know, your surroundings, if you have an older grown kid and what you're doing for them is keeping you from being the best parent to your teenage kid that's living at home, then you, you might need to show some tough love to the grown kid. You know, that, that's when you need to apply that. Um, it's tough though. I, I mean, I say that about tough love. It's, it's a, it's a, it's something you have to almost practice to know when and how to apply it. But for the most part, you know, you need to apply it. If you're, if you are damaging your own life and your own household and your own other children in the house that are under 18, if, if, if enabling or loving the way you already think you're loving your grown kid or whatever is bringing damage to the rest of the family, then it, it might be time for you to show some tough love. Um, if your kids, I mean, if my kids are being disobedient over and over and over again, you know, do I keep getting out the paddle? We've kind of slowed down on that. Um, but we found other things at work, but now some of those things aren't working. So what do we do? How do we show tough love? So sometimes tough love was giving our kids the paddle. Now tough love is taking something away. And it breaks, it breaks your heart because you're like, you see them cry and they, they don't understand the reward consequence. There's consequences for their behavior. They don't understand it. So when you take away that that reward, it's uh, man, they start crying. <laughs> I got two girls. They start crying and they're like, "But I didn't know." Yeah, well, and you may not have known this time, but you're gonna remember this time. In this tough love, me withholding that whatever they were gonna get, whatever they're supposed to get, withholding that from them. You know, there's sacrifice. There's loss. You know, we our girls had it done to them when their friends, they had a play date scheduled and their friends got in trouble at home. And then their their friend's mom took the play date away from them. And then our girls didn't understand that. So we were like, okay, here's the deal, girls. They got the play date taken away. That affected you. So how what can we learn from this? You know, we've had to show tough love that way as well. Um Discipline definitely is tough love. Discipline is tough love. Um, but it's not, it's not just about discipline. It's, sometimes it's about, I mean, because I don't, I don't think a parent who has a grown kid that's wayward, that's not living right, I don't think not giving them money is discipline. I think not giving them money is, is, um, shows self-control, shows that uh, they're strong in their ability to say no. You know, tough love sometimes is saying no. Tough love is sometimes saying yes. You know, um, get creative with your tough love. Tough love isn't just about being one way, doing one thing all the time. Okay? Sometimes tough love is letting go. Cutting cutting something off. You know, and that's what I've done with, with my niece. I gave her some money, but I've cut it off. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm letting go of the giving of giving money to her. 
not because I know where it's going, but because I know my, what my giving is going to do to, to her. It's not going to free her. It's going to keep her in chains. And so I have to let go of that giving to her. I have to cut that off. And that's hard to do as a, as a family member, especially a parent. It's hard to do. I mean, even now, it's hard to, it's hard to do when we, me and Jessamy make a decision to say no more sugar or no more this or no more that. And it's gonna, it devastates our kids because they're like, they don't understand it all. They don't understand that if we just let them eat as much sugar as they want, they're going to get a belly that is huge and be unhealthy and have issues later in life. They don't understand that. They just, they want that reward. And not, so we have to show tough love in that sense. Um, but yeah, getting creative with your tough love uh, and loving from a distance. You know, you can show love from a distance. You don't have to be around somebody all the time to show them love. You don't. I mean, there's people that only come to me for money. And every once in a while, the Holy Spirit will just say, he'll release me and say, yes, give them, do this for them. And I'll tell that person, hey, meet me at this gas station and I'll put gas in your car. And I've, some people have done that. But not everybody who said, I need money for gas has met me at the gas station. Because that's not usually not what they want the money for. But get creative. Don't always give money. You know, hey, if somebody needs money for, for a meal, hey, meet me at meet me at McDonald's. Your money will go further. I'll buy lots of dollar value menus, items, and you can have a ton of food to eat. And if that's their if that's their true goal is to get something to eat, they'll meet me at McDonald's. You know, we see this all the time. The panhandlers on the side of the road. They want money for food. But if you try to give them food, I've seen panhandlers take the food that I give them out of my car, take the food, and throw it on the ground. Because that's not what they really want. They want the money to buy food so they could, they could have money to buy other stuff, drugs, alcohol, whatever. And so I tough love them by saying no thank you at, at times, unless the Lord says to do it. Sometimes you have to tough love yourself. Ooh, what does this mean? This means, first of all, to the degree you love yourself is, is the degree you, you're going to be able to love others. And the Bible says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So if you enable yourself, you're going to enable others and think that that's love. If you show tough love, which is part discipline to yourself, part withholding certain things, doing the hard thing. If I tough love myself, sometimes tough love myself looks like getting up at 4.30 in the morning. Sometimes tough love looks like getting that work in, in at night when I'm dead tired and I didn't have time to get up in the morning and, I, and I've had a busy day and tough love is getting that, getting that workout in. Tough love is no matter what, getting that time in, to love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love your kids the way you need to. You can't love your family. You can't love your friends. You can't love yourself the way you need to if you can't even love yourself. And tough love means saying no to that second helping. Tough love means saying no to that third helping. <laughs> Sometimes I got, I, I ate the second helping so fast that I, 
I forgot I'm on my third. And that's what it means sometimes. You know, you have to love yourself by working out, going to bed early, waking up early, saying, saying no to certain things. But again, you can only love others to the degree you love yourself. So love yourself well and even, even tough love. You know, sometimes tough love is allowing things to happen. I remember walking my uh, Jessalyn, she was one years old. We were walking around the pool when we were at our old house at a pool. And I would walk around the pool in the morning and pray. Well, she would stand at the door and just want me want to, want, want to come out there with me. So I would come out there. I'd let her come out. with The very first time, we had some knockout roses uh, in our flower bed. And so I let her stay on the outside of me. I don't want her on the inside by the pool. Well, then we get to the knockout roses. And, you know, first of all, she wants to jump in the pool. I don't let her. I do not let her jump in the pool. She wants to touch a rose. And I say, okay, should I keep her from doing it like I did with the pool? Or should I allow her to experience the pain of a thorn? And I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, allow her to try to touch a rose. And she did. And she grabbed the thorn and it pricked her. And she was like, ah, ah. But you know what? After that, she never touched the rose again because she knew because I had allowed her to touch it early in life. You know, I wasn't going to allow her to grab it with her hands, but she just barely reached up and grabbed it with two fingers. And I knew what was going to happen, but I allowed it. Even though I knew it was going to be painful, I had to allow it to happen for her to experience it, for her to learn that lesson. But I didn't let her just jump into the pool and learn that lesson. Sometimes tough love, there's, there's increments of it. There's levels of it. You know, she really wanted to go in the pool. So touching the, the thorn on the rose was kind of like a consolation prize for her until she touched it, you know. And then she wants to pick up a stick. She wants to do other things that I allow her to do that I know aren't going to bring any harm to her. She'll pick up a stick when she was one, but then she'll start running with it, and I'll say, no, you can't run with it. Because I didn't want to allow that because that could, that could bring some, some bigger damage. So God will allow us to experience some things. You know, when I was in prison, you might be in prison, listen to this. God will allow us to experience things. Why? Because he loves us? I mean, me being denied parole doesn't feel like he loves me. Me being denied something that I feel like is good for me at this time right now, I feel like it's good for me. So the fact that you don't allow it, God, makes me wonder if you love me. You, you didn't let me have parole, but you heard my prayer when I was in, in, in ADSEG that said, don't, leave, don't, don't let me out of prison till you know I'm ready to never come back. So you heard my prayer. You love me enough to answer my prayer to say no to parole the first and second time. But everybody else in my life is thinking, oh, he got denied parole because he must not be doing well. He must, not, he must be getting, getting cases written up on him in prison. And Satan will make you think. If you get denied parole, he will make you think that you've done something wrong. 
Can you can you imagine you, you guys listen in prison? You guys, I'm talking specifically to y'all right now. Can you imagine Joseph in the Bible? He was a he was a sex offender. He was charged, tried, and convicted of sex offender, and did prison time as a sex offender. Can you imagine? And then he was forgotten about by an inmate. You ever you ever have an inmate tell you, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna write you back when I get out." Hey, yeah, can you uh, go see if they'll hire me at this job when I get out? And you never hear from them. Never hear from them. But I know the devil, man, will, he used to get in my ear all the time. God doesn't love you because he didn't let you do this. And there's certain things that I think God allows us to experience, but I think he shows us tough love by allowing us not to experience some, thir- some certain, uh, certain things. I'm having a hard time talking now. But sometimes God will allow you to experience another year in prison because of something that you can't see, maybe until it happens. You know, six months after you get denied parole and you, you were mad and Satan was like, God doesn't love you, and then six months later, you know, you, you have an integral part of leading a gang member to the Lord. And maybe that couldn't have happened if you had made parole. That gang member needed to see you living for the Lord. Needed to see you not getting mad at God for being denied parole for him to come to know the Lord. So listen, when God allows something, he loves you. He loves you. If he took you out out of everything as early as you wanted to be, that's not love. That's not love at all. So, Tough love. You know, greater love had no man than to lay down his life for another. There's no greater love than than the love that God has for us. But it cost his son his life. But it gave us eternal life. So in the end, tough love, tough love seems hard. But in the end, it's the most rewarding. It's the most rewarding part of love. Sometimes tough love and friendships, sometimes you got you to cut a, cut a friendship off. And listen, if that's you, I'm releasing you right now. You don't need that friend in your life. You don't. You don't need that friend in your life. Look, show yourself some tough love. If you're the smartest person in the room, in your group, you're in the wrong group. Get in a, get in a better group. Get in a group where you're the one learning. Show yourself some tough love. It's easy to be in a room where you're the smartest one in the room. It's fun, in fact. People look at you and like you have the answers to all their questions. It's fun for a while, but you're not growing. Show some tough love on yourself, and you know what? It's going to be scary, but I'm going to go to the next level, and I'm going to be the dumbest person in the room. It's scary, but I'm going to put myself around different people that can mentor me that I don't know it all. They know more than me. It's scary. It's inconvenient, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to t- show myself some tough love. Get out of my comfort zone. That's how we show ourselves tough love. Get out of our comfort zones. There's no growth in comfort zones. None at all. None at all. The seed, while it's in the house, sitting on the counter, in room temperature, comfort zone. The lights are on, you can see everybody, but but for it to grow, it's got to be in a dark place 
the owner has to see that seed and love that seed and the fruit that's going to come out of that seed enough to put it in a dark place. Sometimes it's dry, sometimes it's wet. But for a period of time, it's inconvenient, it's dark, it's dirty, it's lonely. But in the end, it's the most productive. I think tough love is productive. Love, still though, when you're showing tough love, you have to remind yourself it still has to line up with all the other stuff. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. You still need to line your tough love up with the definition of love. And it still needs to be lined with humility and honor. If you show tough love and anger, you're taking the word love out of it. You're just being tough. There's a difference between just being tough and, be, and, being, and showing tough love. Because when, you, when you're not kind, when you're showing tough love, then it's just tough. All right? But ultimately, like I said, God showed the toughest love of all, which was given his own son to be sacrificed for all of our sins so that we could spend eternity with him. And I thank, and I thank God for that. I thank God for tough love. I thank God for tough love. Tough love in marriage. You know, sometimes my wife, sometimes tough love is throwing all the candy out in the trash. Sometimes tough love is, you know, saying no to your husband, saying no to your wife. Sometimes tough love is saying yes to your husband and yes to your wife. But in this last episode of Love of Love Month, I just want to say you are loved. God loves you. I love you. Now go be loved. Go love yourself and be loving to others. And we'll see you next week. Let me pray with you real quick. Father, thank you for your love, the greatest love of all. That sometimes is tough, but we know that the tough love produces amazing fruit. Lord, help us to know how to give tough love, how to receive tough love, when to, when to administer tough love. Help us to remember what love is all about. That our tough love needs to still line up with all the definition of what love is. We thank you, Lord for loving us enough to discipline us, for showing us tough love, but also showing your son tough love because that produced fruit that is going to last for eternity. Lord, I bless everyone in the sound of my voice. I pray you give them everything they need to get through this day, this week, the rest of this month, and this year. Lord, I pray for the ones that have been denied parole. Pray for the ones that are going home. I pray for the ones that are at home but bound up. Pray for those that are being manipulated and into enabling the people in their life. I pray that that chain is broken. I pray that that cycle is broken. And I pray that true tough love reigns and produces a, a fruit that turns hearts around. Thank you, Lord, for your tough love. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we will see you next week. we got some good interviews lined up for March, so thanks for listening. Thank you to all of you in prison, out of prison, and overseas. Oh, my gosh, overseas. Uh, speaking of overseas, let's keep Ukraine in your prayers.
keep Ukraine in your prayers. Um, and let's ask God to really show us how to get involved to the extent we're supposed to get involved with that. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. All right, love y'all. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.